it's pretty common in appearance. So you have this tabernacle on the inside. You have all these uh, golden, as we'll read about, golden planks and fine linen and golden furniture. And then you layer out a black goatskin covering over the uh, fine linen and then the ramskin dyed red over the black skin. And then the badger skin made it a very common appearance from the outside. You may not think too highly of it, reminding us that Jesus Christ himself, according to Isaiah 53:2, he had no form, no comeliness, no beauty that we should desire him. Welcome to The Cleansing Word. We invite you to stay with us as Pastor John Pinnell of Calvary Chapel Lake Villa takes us through a verse-by-verse study from God's Word. Each Monday through Friday, we'll be airing messages to encourage you in your faith that you might grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I hope that you enjoy this broadcast and I'll return at the close of this teaching to give you more information about our church and how you can obtain a copy of this message. Now here's Pastor John with today's message from God's Word. Exodus chapter 25, looking at chapters 25 and 26 tonight as we continue our study through the book of Exodus. Exodus 25 and 26, got to get a a good look at the building of the Ark of the Covenant, the sanctuary, the tabernacle of the Lord. And uh, we'll do so as we continue through this. It's not merely contained in two chapters. It goes further than that. So let's go ahead and open in prayer. and We'll get into a teaching of God's word. Father, we thank you for this night to come together to worship you. We thank you, Father, for those who may be at this hour listening to us on our radio ministry. Also, Lord, those who are taking advantage of the video, whether through our website or through social media. I pray, Father, your blessing upon the teaching of your word, whether people have gathered here or they're in their homes or in their cars, wherever they might be. We ask, Lord, that you would watch over us each. Bless, Lord, the teaching of your word. Give us understanding that things we perhaps have not seen before. Also, Lord, increase our love for you and our love for Jesus. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. In Exodus 26, he continues to speak about the tabernacle and its construction, but now it's the tent that he's going to deal with. So the tabernacle, verses 1 through 6, I'll read the whole thing for us to get the context. The length of each curtain shall be 28 cubits, and the width of each curtain, 4 cubits. That would be uh, 42 feet by 6 feet. So some big 42-foot-long curtain 
Now, this is 40 feet across. Just get an idea of it. It's a long curtain. But there were 10 of them, and every one of the curtains shall have the same measurements. Five curtains shall be coupled to one another, and the other five to one another. You shall make loops of blue yarn on the edge of the curtain, and likewise you shall go on the outer edge of the curtain of the second set. Fifty loops you shall make on the one curtain, fifty loops you shall make on the edge of the curtain that is on the end of the second set, and the loops may be clasped together to one another. You shall make fifty clasps of gold and couple the curtains together with the clasp so that they may be one tabernacle. And so the various pieces of fine linen uh, and facing inward toward the tabernacle, uh, this weaving. So if you were to see it from the outside, you would see the back of the embroidery of this purple, blue, and scarlet thread making these cherubims weaved into it. And cherubim, again, associated with a class of angels that are always found at the throne room of God. So they had 10 panels, five on each side, looped together. Each panel was, as I said, they would have been 42 feet by 6 inches, uh, depending on the size cubit that you are using. So most people say it's a measurement from a man's elbow to the tip of his finger. And they say that's about 18 inches. I think mine's 19. I measured it once only because of the Bible. I wanted to see. So depending on the length you're using, and they were clasped together with gold and faced inward toward the Holy of Holy and the Holy Place. This fine linen curtain of blue, purple, and scarlet thread with cherubim woven into them, clasped with these golden clasps, speaks about the inner beauty of Christ himself in Hebrews 8, 1 and 2. Now this is the main point of the things we are saying. We have such a high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne of majesty in heaven, a minister of the sanctuary of the true tabernacle which the Lord erected and not man. Remember, this is a copy of the heavenlies. And in the heavenlies, Christ Jesus is the true high priest. And Jesus himself is that beauty of perfection that shines forth from God according to Psalms 50, verse 2. The second layer, and this tent is made with layers, black goat's hair curtains, 7 through 13, we pick up reading, And you shall make a curtain of goat's hair to be a tent over the tabernacle, and you shall make 11 curtains, and the length of each curtain shall be 30 cubits, and the width of the curtains, 4 cubits, so 45 feet by 6 feet, so a little larger to go over it. And 11 curtains shall be have all the same measurements, you shall couple five curtains by themselves, six curtains by themselves. You shall double over the sixth curtain at the forefront of the tent to make the door. You shall make 50 loops on the edge of the curtain that the outermost in one set and 50 loops on the edge of the curtain on the second set. You shall make them 50 bronze clasps 
and clasp into the loops and couple the tent together that it may be one and the remnants of that remains of the curtain of the tent and the half curtain that remains shall hang over the back of the tabernacle and the cubic on one side and the cubit on the other side and what remains of length of the tent shall hang over the sides of the tabernacle on one side and that of the other and so this black uh, goat hair curtain is overlaid the linen that faced the inner of the sanctuary itself and so weather resistant no doubt out in the uh, out in the weather it's a tent right weather resistant but also the black it really speaks about Jesus and the sins that he bore on his own body the inner beauty of Christ pure and without sin and yet he took his our sins upon him first Peter 2 24 he himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sins might live to righteousness by whose stripes we are healed and so this speaks about that doctrine of the doctrine of atonement the substitute of Christ who suffered in our place upon the cross as in 2nd Corinthians 5 21 it says for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him so perhaps this black goat skin covering reminds us of the sin that was placed upon Jesus there at the cross but then the next cover we have both ram and badger skin the ram in verse 14 was dyed red and this became the third layer of the tent and dyed red it's a great illustration of the blood of Christ that covers our sins in Leviticus 17 11, for the life of the flesh is in the blood therefore I give it to you to make atonement upon the altar for your souls for it is the blood that makes atonement for your souls and again the author of Hebrews repeats a very similar thing in Hebrews 9:22. for according to the law almost all things are purified with blood and without the shedding of blood there is no remission so the covering of Christ's blood as in first John 1 7 it says the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin and then the badger skins making it waterproof weather resistant this fourth layer it's pretty common in appearance so you have this tabernacle on the inside you have all these uh, golden as we'll read about golden planks and fine linen and golden furniture and then you layer out a black goatskin covering over the uh, fine linen and then the ram skin dyed red over the black skin and then the badger skin made it a very common appearance from the outside you may not think too highly of it reminding us that Jesus Christ himself according to Isaiah 53 2 he had no form no comeliness no beauty that we should desire him and then the frames verses 15 through 29 and I'll read it through we'll just stick with reading 
For now the tabernacle, you shall make boards of acacia wood standing upright. Ten cubits shall be the length of the board, and a cubit and a half shall be its width on each side. So that would be 15 feet. The board length would be 15 feet, two feet, three inches wide. And when you put it all together, it would be 45 feet on the north and south wall and 15 feet on the west wall. And he doesn't mention the east wall because that becomes the door. So verse 17, two tenions shall be in each board for binding one to another, and thus it shall make for all the boards of the tabernacle. You shall make the boards for the tabernacle, 20 boards on the south side. You shall make 40 sockets of silver under the 20 boards, two sockets under one board for its two tenions and two sockets on the other side for his two tenions. And on the second side of the tabernacle, the north side, there shall be 20 boards, 40 sockets of silver, two sockets under one board for two sockets under the other board. And the far side of the tabernacle, westward, you shall make six boards. You shall make two boards, two for the back corners of the tabernacle. And they shall be coupled together at the bottom and they shall be coupled together at the top by one ring, and thus shall they be for both of them, and they shall be for the two corners. And there shall be the eight boards with their sockets of silver and 16 sockets, two sockets under one board and two sockets under another board. You shall make bars of acacia wood, five bars for the board on one side of the tabernacle, five bars for the boards on the other side of the tabernacle, five bars for the boards of the side of the tabernacle, for the far side westward, the back wall. And the middle bar shall pass through the midst of the boards from end to end, and you shall overlay the boards with gold, make their rings of gold as holders for the bars, and overlay the bars with gold. So the frame, <laughs> that's a pretty fancy frame, but that's what we were describing. The frame that would hold the curtains, and, and just imagine the weight of the linen and the goat hair and the ram skin and the badger skin. And the, it was quite a heavy thing that was being constructed here. And everything of this frame overlaid with gold, pure gold. Acacia wood is a hard, very heavy, indestructible by insects. Uh, very fine and beautiful grain, and it was suitable for the work that it was used here for the tabernacle construction. The silver sockets that supported the frames were made from the atonement money, according to Exodus 30, 11 through 16. They collected uh, half a shekel from every man in the nation of Israel, and they would take that atonement money to make these silver sockets to erect the frame. So silver and gold seen in this. In Exodus 30, 12, 13, and 14, but I broke this up just a little bit. God required upon every man of Israel, every man to give a ransom for himself to the Lord, half a shekel according to the shekel of the sanctuary, from 20 years old and above shall be given an offering to the Lord. So for their atonement, they had to purchase their atonement. Today, Christ 
is the one who has purchased our atonement through his work upon the cross. We don't rest upon silver sockets to hold up a tent. We rest upon the atoning work of Jesus Christ. Acts 20, verse 28 says, Therefore take heed to yourself and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased, which Jesus Christ purchased with his own blood. And finally, the assembly of the tabernacle. Again, verse 30, you shall raise it up according to its pattern. And I'll finish out reading the text. You shall raise it up according to the pattern which was shown you on the mountain. You shall make a veil of woven of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn of fine linen, and it shall be woven with artistic design of cherubim. You shall hang it over the four pillars of the acacia wood overlaid with gold, and their hooks shall be of gold upon the sockets of silver. And you shall hang the veil from the clasp. Then you shall bring the Ark of the Testimony therein, behind the veil, and the veil shall be a divider for you between the holy place and the most holy. So the holy place and the holy of holies. You shall put the mercy seat on the ark of the testimony in the most holy. You shall set the table outside the veil and the lampstand across from the table on the side of the tabernacle toward the south and you shall put the table on the north side and you shall make a screen for the door for the tabernacle woven of blue and purple and scarlet yarn and fine linen thread made by a weaver and you shall make for the screen five pillars of acacia wood overlay them with gold with their hooks shall be of gold and you shall cast five sockets of bronze for them and so that just the last few verses talking about the entryway so we've talked about the west wall the back wall the north wall and the south wall and the east wall you always entered east entered into the temple from the east uh, the king's entryway is on the east of Jerusalem you come in through the east so inside the tabernacle itself there would be in the holy place where the priest would minister daily we'd find the ark of the incense the menorah and the table of showbread in the holy of holies there would be the mercy seat and the ark of the covenant where the priest would minister once a year on the Day of Atonement. Historian Josephus wrote about the tabernacle. He was actually writing about the temple here of his day, but a description of what he wrote. He saw the temple before it was destroyed. But at the front, where the entrance was made, they placed pillars of gold that stood on bases of brass, in number seven. And then they spread over the tabernacle veils of fine linen of purple and blue and scarlet colors embroidered. The first veil was 10 cubics every way. And this they spread over the pillars which parted the temple and kept the most holy place concealed within. And its veil was that which was made this part not visible to any. 
Now the whole temple was called the holy place, but that part which was within the four pillars to which none were admitted was called the holy of holies. And the veil was very ornamental, embroidered with all sorts of flowers of the, which the earth produces. And there were interwoven into all sorts of variety that might be an ornamental, accepting forms of animals. Another veil there was covered with five pillars, and that were at the entrance. And it was like the former in its magnitude and texture and color, and every corner of every pillar of ring retained at the top downward half the depth of the pillars, and the other half afforded the entrance of the priest. So it went downward half the depth, so it went halfway down, and the priest... They didn't open the curtain and walked in. They crawled under. Interesting. Over this, there was a veil of linen and of large, same largeness as the former. It was to be drawn this way or that way by cords and rings that were fixed at the texture of the veil and the cords also and were subservient to the drawing and the undrawing of the veil to be fastened at the corner and then there'd be no hindrance to the view of the sanctuary, especially on solemn days. So they would open up that people could look in, not the Holy of Holies, but at least see the holy place. And if they looked in to see the holy place, they would see the golden rods coming out from the Holy of Holies, knowing that the Ark of the Covenant was there. Of the three metals that were used in the tabernacle, bronze is symbolic of judgment. Silver symbolizes redemption and gold. It is that of glory or purity, all of which speak of Christ. Therefore, God has built the tabernacle and described it from the inside out, from beauty to a very common appearance on the outside, but very beautiful on the inside. Such was Christ when he walked on this earth. Very common in appearance, but God himself, beautiful. Colossians 1.27 says, To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of the majesty among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And that inside out, as God described the tabernacle, that's the work he wants to do in our lives too. Working from the inside out that we might also find the forgiveness of Christ, but the beauty of God working in and through our lives. Let's go ahead and stand as I close. Here on Wednesday evenings, we've been accustomed to doing the ABCs of salvation, just a, a quick little method of sharing your faith with others, also helping them to understand the importance of coming to faith in Jesus Christ. The A stands for admit. We are to admit to God that we are sinners. We are to ask for his forgiveness. Romans 3.23 tells us that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But 1 John 1.9 says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We're to admit to God that we are sinners. We're also to believe, believe in the atoning work of Jesus Christ, his death, burial, resurrection, 
and receive that gift of salvation. The Bible tells us in Romans 5.8 that God demonstrates his own love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The C is for confess. To confess your faith in Jesus Christ, to share your faith with others. Romans 10 verses 9 and 10, it says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Romans 10, 13, and whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I pray, Father, that we would realize to this day that we serve the living God who is both the just and the justifier for those who come to faith through Jesus Christ. So we pray your blessing upon us this evening. Pray that you'd watch over and care for this church, for our families, for this nation, and for the world. And we know that you do. In the name of Jesus, amen. Calvary Chapel is a fellowship of believers in the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Our greatest desire is to know Christ and to be conformed into His image by the power of His Holy Spirit. If you would like more information about Calvary Chapel, or if you would like a copy of today's message, please contact us at 847-265-0646. That's 847-265-0646. Thank you so much for joining us today. And may the Lord richly bless you as you worship him today.